and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. That's awesome. I'm how's, glad to hear how's that. How's that for a change? <laughs> I'll, believe it. I'll believe it when we get through 30 minutes. <laughs> so uh, is that from last night? That is. Yep. So um, I've been doing the couch tour. Okay. And um, uh, I've really mixed emotions because... There's nothing quite like being at a show with your buddies, just jumping mm-hmm. up and down, acting in a way mm-hmm. that would embarrass your children. Um, yep. And yet, Throw it, throwing light sticks around. I know. <laughs> and um, uh, the the high def they have on on the show now, like you, it's it's for it's the real. Best. Oh, oh my yeah. lord! Oh my lord! It's no, great. it is a top notch production. Um, soup to nuts. You get the you get the light show with Corota, um, and whoever 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 the crew is that shoots that for live fish is pro. They yeah, are, the audio yeah. is astounding, um, and the production the production quality. Yeah. I mean, um, I could sit and watch those every night. Um, but then we get to intermission, and you know, in an intermission, normally, you know, you and I we go into yeah. the uh, into whatever bank has sent us. Uh, yeah, you know, we go into the right. uh, the box with the mm-hmm. bartender and the fireplace right. and the <laughs> cupcakes from right. Milk Bar or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so there's been two shows in the fall tour, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the first night, it's just it's just why I lo- love these guys. They fucked the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, you know, Trey forgot... Lap- Trey forgot the words, mm-hmm. and then they had to restart the song. Yep. And yeah. um, so compare that to now. I've seen way more Springsteen concerts than Fish shows because I, I got into Fish a little mm-hmm. late, uh, stunted my growth. Understand. Um, but I remember, uh, sort of towards the end of when I was uh, doing the Springsteen tours, you know, he comes a- across is this like just ad hoc rock and roller, you know, just real Mr. Cool. Mm-hmm. And at one point during a show, uh, towards the front, this was, I don't remember whether everything was GA in front or whether there were seats at this point, but somebody had one of those big beach balls or mm-hmm. balloons like they have at the fish show yeah. and the things bouncing yeah. around, right? So anyway, it starts working its way up to the to the stage, and um, you can tell he's getting distracted by the thing. And so 
it gets to an instrumental section mm-hmm. just around the time that this balloon thing or beach ball gets to the stage. And he starts gesticulating to somebody off stage, like, get me a knife, get me a screwdriver. Yeah. And somebody yeah. brings him and he pops the thing and he mm-hmm. throws it. And it just was like the biggest buzzkill. Yep. Like it took three songs. Mm-hmm. It took three mm-hmm. songs to get over. Just you could tell this, he was. Mm-hmm. He he popped the veil. Yeah, he and takes it's himself like, very seriously. Oh my lord! Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when I discovered when he wrote, I believe, please mm-hmm. fact check this. I believe when he wrote "Racing in the Streets," mm-hmm. in my mind, one of the all kind of great. Okay, he didn't know how to drive a car. Wow. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I digress. So, um, so, so here we are. I, uh, yeah. So we tried to record Friday night, mm-hmm. and Friday was one of these days that everything I touched just was a total fucking disaster. Can you walk and, me through that? What, like, let's start. What happened? You had a bike incident. Just nothing was good on Friday. <laughs> just, you know what? It's. I'm turning the page. Okay. It's, it's Sunday (laughs) morning. We rarely do a Sunday morning (laughs) Mm -hmm. thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there were a couple of things I wanted to, to go over if you don't mind. Oh, please. And, and, um, please remind me because as, uh, as management mentioned to us, it's time for another, uh, uh, Quiz question, right? It is. Yep. Yeah. Except this time, Sluggo, you got a bunch of hats, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So oh, you, I do. You can take care of shipping yep, these. I can. Yep. And then I'll do the next one. But no okay. one's I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. Nobody's getting this one. Okay. Oh, please. All right, let's go. Okay. Oh, Yo, you wanna wait? You wanna wait? Oh we'll no, wait no, them. they have to wait. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. And and uh lots of other good stuff to talk about. So stay yep. where you're at. We'll be right back after <laughs> right. these commercial right. messages. Right. From Biddle, from Biddle, right? What is it, Bimble? Who? who, who oh yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name of it? Just so I can plug it correctly. No, we're not, we can't do that. Okay, gotta, fine. you know, that's right. not that's not the business we're in. <laughs> it's good. I although I I've already I got up like at three thirty to uh, prepare for the I, show. To, yeah, to make sure I wasn't dead. <laughs> Jesus, I know it's crazy. Uh, so um. Where are we? Okay, what did I? What do we? We'll do the quiz later. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's two things I want to talk about. The, the first one I'm going to tell you. The second one I want to wait and because okay. I, I don't want you in that mind of yours thinking of answers. Okay. Okay. The first thing is, it sounds like they're going to have a Bitcoin ETF which is based on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange futures contract. Does that sound familiar to you? It does. Okay. No, fi- no physical delivery. Yeah. Yes. Obvi- obviously. Okay. So, yeah, that's a double no, because fi- it's right. a cash settled. Yeah. Is it, yeah, you know. yeah. It's, yeah. I'm sorry, it's a what settled? Cash settled. Right. So it's centered around cash. Well, okay. You know we're, what I'm doing here. We're going to, we're going to, Work our way through this thing, please. Okay. Um, and uh, before I kind of get through to the details, you know, a lot of the the feedback I've gotten from people about what we do here is they like 
to understand what it was like or what it is like to be a trader. And um, so much, so much of this stuff I take for granted because I've been doing it for so long, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like anything you do. You do it long enough. You, uh, if you have any skills, you get better at it, right? And, and so the big thing for me is, you know, understand what you're trying to achieve, what are your goals. But uh, as a trader, the most important thing is to have a methodology or an approach as to how you do something, okay? So I kind of give you, uh, this is going to be a little long-winded, but hey, it's it's our nickel, right? So uh, my first full-time job trading was at Continental Bank in Chicago. Um, This was before the dark time when people used to go to offices. Mm -hmm. You remember that? I do. Did your parents hear, did you ever hear your parents talking about those days? The old days, yeah. Um, So... Uh, anyway, before the market would open, w- the traders from all the different areas would get in a room and the head trader would kind of talk about what was on his mind. And, uh, that was new. I'd never seen it before. And, uh, uh, I thought it was pretty good because here was somebody that was in the market and I got to hear what they thought and, then there would be some discussion back and forth, and then you would break and you would go out and do your your job, right? Okay. And so uh, my next job was at a firm in New York called Aubrey Lanston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with the details of how I landed there, but it was it was a fortuitous situation. They were, you know, one of the handful of really big names and government bond trading. And so, you know, I flew out for the interview and it's, it was a much smaller firm. I think there might have been 50 people working there. Maybe. Okay. So anyway, I meet all the people and they make me an offer. And okay. This is what, 89 or 90? No, dude, this is like 1984. Oh yeah. 1980. I mean, 84. Okay. 84. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it could not have been any later than 84. So anyway, I I show up for my first day of work and, um, you know, you you do all the bullshit, but I'm sitting on the desk and let's say the market back then opened at nine o'clock. So I'm sitting at my desk at like 8.15, kind of reading the Wall Street Journal, looking at the the Tellerate, which was the news service thing. And, you know, quarter to nine, nine o'clock market opens and I'm thinking, well, there's no, there's no like morning meeting, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, this is fucking weird. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the two head guys had kind of strolled in and they were, you know, the A-rod of trading kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, you know, they had, uh, you know, their half reading glasses and they were looking at like the FT or this or that. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh. The head guy, Jack Freeman, uh, would put down his paper and he'd say, hey, hey, Jimmy, um, uh, we got a five-year auction today, right? And, and the five-year trader would say, yeah. And, and, and so all of a sudden, a little discussion would start to take place and people would come in and out of the discussion. And, uh, you know, then around, you know, the auction time, they 
decided they were going to do this and that. And okay. And so what I discovered was you had this constant interaction of a small number of people talking about the markets. And I was really taken with that. Okay. So I left there and I went to the French grain company and there was something very similar. Now there were only like five or six people in my department there wow, yeah. and talking all day about how does this work? What do you think about that? You're bouncing ideas off of each other. And uh, what I discovered was that the, the best trades and the way you end up making consistent money is you create a small environment of talented people where there's an open dialogue. Okay. So, you know, let's say I joined Greenwich in 1992 and I was there till 2008. Okay. Something like that. And, uh, made money every year, uh, which is, Unheard highly of. unusual. I don't know, unheard of, but it's highly unusual. And the returns were 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 very, very good. Okay. And basically sixteen, 16 years of, of putting up a good number. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um so how did why was this so successful? Uh well, a lot of reasons. I I, I think though the point I want to make here before we talk about the, the Bitcoin ETF, okay, um, is that you put a bunch of smart people together who are working as a team, okay? And so uh, this is how uh, I would do this if I were working, okay? So we know that you have a couple of things. You have the Bitcoin, right? And then you have the Bitcoin futures, and then you have the Bitcoin ETF. Now, the Bitcoin ETF, the theory is they're going to go and they're going to buy futures contracts on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And that's how you as the ETF owner is going to get your exposure to mm -hmm. the Bitcoin. Okay, you with me so far? Okay. Now, we have a lot of things going on here. So you have the Bitcoin that trades in the ether, mm -hmm. right? The, the, what you would call like the... The metaverse. Whatever you fuck call the fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. you go by to Coinbase and you mm -hmm. say, buy me, you know, eight the exchange, Bitcoin. do you okay. call it an exchange? Okay. So, right. Got it. Okay. So then you have the ETF which has rules about how it has to operate, okay? And then they go and they buy futures contracts on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. So now you have three things going on here. You have the Bitcoin, which is got no rules whatsoever other than it's the greatest thing since sliced bread cures cancer, and if mm -hmm. somebody steals it, they'll give it back to you. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's that. There's the Bitcoin ETF, which is registered, I guess, with the SEC. Okay. So now that's a stock. So I, that's going to trade like a stock. So I, full disclosure, I don't know shit about that stuff. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. Even though I had my Series 7 and Series 24. But 
Okay. And then the third thing is the futures contract, which I'm going to claim I know a little something about. Okay. okay. I, I, a little? A little. Now, I want to make sure, and this is not being patronizing, if you get confused anywhere along here, I want you to stop me, okay? Because I see this thing, number one, is, is pretty straightforward. Secondly, this is how we would look at doing a trade, okay? Okay. So uh, I looked at the where the Bitcoin was trading, okay? It was trading around 61,000. And then I looked at the front Bitcoin futures contract, okay, on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and it was trading at 63,000, okay? What was so, the date? Um, you know, Whatever. I, I don't want to touch- Two or three months out. Yeah, 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 yeah. At, at most. Yep, 90 okay. days out, tops, okay. yep. Yeah. So between now and 90 days from now, those things have to converge. Okay. Now, so if before I uh, start to throw in all the bells and whistles, you can go and, and you could buy the Bitcoin, pay up, pay in the crypto world. You could short the future. Okay. And in 90 days, it's going to go, the, your short's going from 63,000 somewhere and your long is going from 61,000. And then at expiration of the futures contract, you just punch out your Bitcoin and you're going to make that 2000 less some slippage in the execution, right? And then there's costs of interest and futures contract fees and margin. Okay. So uh, that sounds pretty simple, right? Okay. So... Now, when, um, are you with me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so now when uh, John Q. Public goes and buys the Bitcoin ETF, okay, they're going to end up rolling that futures contract regularly. And I, I'll go back and look. I didn't spend this much time on it because I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But my guess is they probably have monthly. That's what it is, I think. I was going to okay. say. And I certainly looked at the open interest, meaning mm -hmm. how many contracts. It's de minimis. Okay. Okay. So now, um, in a very basic sense, now I've explained to you um, how the trade works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why do I think uh, this is particularly obtuse? Um, and and this will be a little bit uh, <clears throat> over the top, but hey, mm -hmm. that's what people pay for. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and when I see Gary Gensler on this thing, I the 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 thing that comes to mind to me is when you sit at the poker table and you don't know who the chump is. The chump yeah, the is chump. you. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and this is a little vulgar, so kids put the muffs on. The arbitrage guys are going to perform anal rape on these ETF guys. So um, this is, in my mind, an incredible example of the LIBOR scandal. 
So let me, let me show you how, and once again, if I were trading, I'd be sitting there with JM and mm-hmm. Amir mm-hmm. and Sevi and Les and Edward, mm-hmm. and we'd be hashing this thing out. And if, there, yep. and if there's an error in my thinking, and, and there may well be, mm-hmm. okay? uh, and I'm sure if there is, one of our listeners will tell us, but mm-hmm. this is how you get to a trade, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I would do would be, uh, there's rules about how this ETF is going to be uh, rolling. Mm-hmm. So they'll say, you know, we're going to roll over five days and that smooths the, the adjustment and keeps it from, you know, having a one-off problem, mm-hmm. right? Then the um, Merck, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, will have rules about how the, they determine the settlement price for the cash. And they'll okay. say, maybe we take the average over, you know, 10 minutes between, you know, 11.55 and 12.05. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. Right. Yep. okay. So now I know when the ETF's going to roll, mm-hmm. and I know when the settle's going to happen, right? And the, the beauty of this deal, this is the amazing thing. The place where the public is going to get fucked is in the fact that the Bitcoin's unregulated. Okay, you with me so far? Mm-hmm. So the um, this is awesome. I, I, I'm so fucking excited about this all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's rules. On the, I keep repeating myself, but I just, I just mm-hmm. want to make sure we are on the same page here. Yeah. There's rules about how the ETF has to behave. Yep, I know. And if you break the rules, it's against the law. Yep. Okay. The Merck has rules about the, how the contract, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you break those rules, you're going to get fined. Mm-hmm. There's no rules with the Bitcoin, right? Exactly. Okay. So let me think this through. So uh, Morris goes out and buys a bunch of Bitcoin, and Morris goes and sells a bunch of Bitcoin futures right? Because they're higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know that they're going to cash settle at this certain time, right? So what I do is as um, we get close to the expiration, I start punching out the, bitch, the, the Bitcoin because what I want to do is I want to get that cash settlement price that I'm short as low as possible, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so if you gang up with a bunch of your buddies to sell the Bitcoin all at the mm-hmm. same time, right, you can force the price lower. Yeah. Now, um, you can't do that in the futures market because that's collusion. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just trying to think what else to say about this thing. I mean, I... I this is like uh, so the arb guys. The arb guys are going to have this figured out by the time that it goes live. Well, they're probably doing it already, but it's mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. small, um, and and so you could say, well, you got to put up the money to buy the bitcoin, and you got to put up the 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 margin at the, at the Merck. And I'm like, yeah, you do. And right now, you know, 
everyone's uh, got the money. <laughs> o- OIS is, you know, the new LIBOR, OIS, overnight index swap is okay. trading at like five basis points. And if you buy the Bitcoin, I think there's clowns out there that'll loan you money against the Bitcoin. And, and so you can, le- you can lever the thing. And um, All my favorite and, words are in the li- are, yeah, are all coming together here. Yeah. So um, you're with me on this, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a done deal. That ship is going to sail. I, I have no, I couldn't tell you. No idea. Okay, because, and I saw... Oh, you brought dragged me down into the gutter now. I saw that Goldman Sachs is going to do a spot Bitcoin ETF. Does that make sense? I, I don't know. I, you know okay. I, I, it's just like, <laughs> what's that saying? <clears throat> Pornography. I, I don't know how to describe it, but I know it when I, I, know see, when it. I see it. Yep. Okay. So anyway, uh, I hope I first first and foremost I hope I'm right about this because otherwise I'm going to sound like a, a, well, that's a, fine. a, a knucklehead. Um, I'm you know, I'm the guy that still thinks the Met Gala is the Metropolitan Opera. <laughs> I I said Delta variant's not going to be a big deal, so <laughs> we don't have to go we don't have to go through our mistakes again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's one of our big selling points is uh, our humility. Our, our humility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, can I go to the second topic now? Absolutely. Or, or do you no, wanna, yeah. Do you want to no. take a commercial break here? Nope. Nope. Keep going? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> I want to see how I want to go about this. So uh, without giving out too much of your personal details, mm-hmm. you had a daughter. December, th- yeah, okay. December of 19. Okay. So it's almost two years, right? Almost two years. Okay. So when your daughter was born uh your wife owns and manages two restaurants okay Mm -hmm. and you have a career that we're still not disclosing correct okay so when your daughter was born uh you guys both stayed home for three months to raise the child god no what'd you do not three months December, I stayed off. Um, I probably took I took I probably took two months off. All right. Okay. I have a unique <clears throat> situation, but mm-hmm. my wife took she took longer than that, man. Yeah. Um, right. And it was a it was in the the peak of you know everything was unfolding. So I mean, we stayed home, but um, okay. But yeah, three months. I mean, but all said and, and done, we we took quite a bit of time when the baby arrived. Okay. Um, let's say. We weren't in a pandemic. How much time would you have taken off? That's tricky. Um, Me personally, I probably would have only stayed home. I mean, my my wife gets sick of me quick. Probably three weeks I would have been, she would have been go to work, you know? And how about her? Uh, she was itching to get back to work quickly. Um, Yeah, because she was chomping at the bit. Yeah. Yeah, like she was ready to go back. Probably six or eight, like six weeks. She was back she's on her a stakeholder. Feet. Yeah, she has a she has yeah. equity. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. So I don't remember exactly what happened with our kids, basically because Cheryl did everything, and I mm-hmm. just I was a prince. I got to mm-hmm. show up and and uh, act like I was involved. Assisted um, living. <laughs> you know, we have to watch the time because at eleven o'clock. <laughs> on Sundays, there's finger painting at right. the Senior Arts Center, and I do not want to miss that. Give Lee, give my regards to Lee. <laughs> you know the um, 
The instructor has Parkinson's so <laughs> They could really make a fortune on an NFT, <laughs> you know? There's... Okay, so let's go back to talking about raising the kids, right? Yep, yep. Okay, so this is the thing. Uh, it was, I think it was Friday night when we fucked mm-hmm. up the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, all right, well, I'm just lying in bed and I'm reading something. <clears throat> Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, close enough. Buttigieg. Okay. Buttigieg, yeah. Okay. He's taken three months off. You sure about that? Three months? Am I, I'm not sure about anything. I don't think it was three months because I know he got pushed back. I know. I know what you're, where you're going. But I don't think it was three months. Well. I know. I know. I know. I know. All right. Go ahead. Let me well, check I, and I, see I, how I, long it is. Okay. Let me. Uh, I get it. You're in, you're on, you're in you're in a really touchy area right now. I, I don't think I'm in a touchy area at all. Okay. okay. So let me just spew my venom, and then you mm-hmm. can push back because you're mm-hmm. representing the, the. I know. The, the, I know. The, 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 as you sit there in your Pelosi Capitol sweatshirt. <laughs> Thank you. So, so we're sitting in a situation where I know the economy is in a crisis. And it's in a crisis, which is driven right now off of a logistical problem. Yep. So, look, uh, I'm not sure how to marry these two terms because I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. that necessarily that gifted. But somehow, the term logistics and transportation, mm-hmm. yeah, are intertwined. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh Maybe I was raised differently. I don't know. But when there's a crisis. Totally. Okay. uh, It's all hands on deck. 100%. So um, I I just really, I just look at this and uh, I'm, I don't want to say I'm sick about it, but where. It's It's tough to defend. You know, there are things that are just so wrong that there's a term I heard, and I have to check with youngest daughter, but it's called criminal negligence. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, yeah, you're just a fucking idiot, and you're mm-hmm. so stupid that yeah. you should go to jail for yeah. it. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. You know, so, I mean, and this guy wanted to was running for president of the United States. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't think he needs to be down at the port of L.A. Um, unloading unloading boats himself. But in the midst of what's going on, you got to be in Washington. Um, and in the position of his power, um, you can get someone to watch the baby during the day or with your husband or wife can handle the baby while you, like you said, I bet you went to work, what, on Monday morning? You. How, uh, how oh, long yeah. do you think you stayed home? All right, maybe, all right, maybe for, for Lisa, number one, you stayed home, what, a couple days? And then Cheryl said back to work probably, right? I, I don't I, – look, we'll, we can va- validate this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't remember taking – I mean, it might have been I a couple it. of days or something. No, I'm, and, I'm 100% and, with you. And, you know, not to cry pity, okay, yeah. but – we were living on the East Coast. We didn't have relatives here. And we were like telling our relatives, don't come. Yeah. Because uh, our mothers were just so much high maintenance. It had mm-hmm. been like having two newborns. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, we were the same way. No, everyone stay away. We didn't see anyone. Yeah, yeah. it's it's funny with our first, uh, our first child. Um, show went into labor. Uh, I want to say like on a Friday afternoon. Okay? Yeah, and Friday morning I was talking to one of my uh, friends in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. He lived in Greenwich, and we lived in Greenwich. Okay, but this I wasn't. We weren't working together. Um, and so like Friday, I'm like, hey, pal, I'm taking off Cheryl's in labor. We're going to have a baby. I'm all excited. Okay. Sunday morning, right, we're already home. Mm-hmm, like we mm-hmm. had the baby in, in the city, New York mm-hmm. City. And we're mm-hmm. already home. We have the baby nurse there. We drive. Cheryl's like, we need some food. I'm like, well, tell me what you want. She goes, nah, I want to mm-hmm. get out of the house. Yeah, we drive. Yeah. From Coscob, 78 River Road, Coscob, mm-hmm. to like the the grocery store just past uh, the Greenwich Library. Okay. Because the, the, at that time, there was a poor Chelly's in Coscob, which sucked. Mm-hmm. And there was mm-hmm. an A&P in Riverside, which was awful. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and so anyway, we're at the grocery store. We're checking out. And my buddy is running in, just coming back from church. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's going on here? I said, I said, and he's like, well, we, we had to get some groceries. She says, didn't you have a baby? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was different. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I know that's, not, a, t- that's a touchy, delicate topic. Um, and I agree that you can't, uh, in his position with what's going on, you can't like, I mean, now Nowadays, although if you don't know the whole story, you, he could be in his office working the whole day, and it's no difference if he's working from home in his office, or you think he needs to be down in Washington leading, leading the troops. Because I guess you if mean, you're a transportation secretary, you have to be down in Washington leading the troops and fixing this problem, correct? I'm with you. Dude, I mean, you know, you got to be out yeah. in the front. You totally. know, put your back totally. into it. Yeah, Put, no, your, put your back into it. You know, okay. I mean, my Lord. It's no, just- I agree. It's just terrible. Um, you know, I, God, I don't, we, we should move on because it's just, I'm just going to get. You want to talk about the guy that went on CNBC? Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Do you please tell me about that? I, I watched that, but why don't you explain it? Uh, <laughs> well, they're on CNBC. You know how CNBC. Um, Do you have it? Can you play it? You know, I probably can because one of our listeners sent it in. Um, for those of you, everyone had had to have seen it. The guy's name is. I want to get the names. No, don't name. don't don't say names. Don't even say his name. All right. So the guy goes on CNBC, um, and he plugs he plugs. They're asking him about his portfolio or something. Um, <laughs> and he says strong to quite strong. Tesla. There we go. Start do. Uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. 
What kind of company is it? Yeah, I'm not. You're you're breaking up. Oh, uh, well, I guess we, we've got an audio problem there, Mark. I'm sorry. I do know MGM. I do know Tesla. And That's I do good. Know AIG, That's good. That's good. Yeah, we got more than an audio problem. See uh, now. He should have just said, I have no idea. I trade off the charts. <laughs> okay. Oh I have no, Lord. I have no clue. Stock goes up. I buy it. That's what he should have said. That was the correct answer. Instead, oh he God. embarrassed himself. Okay. But again, this is a classic. This is a classic. The cover up is always worse than the crime. Okay. Because this buffoon. Okay. So after he embarrasses himself on CNBC and Twitter gets a hold of it. So it's been viewed 18 million times by the whole world. He goes on Twitter on, I don't know, what's today, Sunday? Yesterday afternoon. All right. And he has someone stand with their phone in front of his house in whatever Jersey suburb he lives in. Cause I have to assume only a person from New Jersey could. Act oh, like no, no, no. Easy, easy, easy. Okay. <laughs> so he's in front of his house in short Hills or whatever. Okay. And his Ferrari. He, so he sits in his Ferrari. He gives the camera, the middle finger. And he says, this is for the haters. And then he punches it and, and burns away in his Ferrari. Okay. So, not only do you look like a clown on CNBC, which was fine. You should have just gone away and let it go. He wants to fight back by, and I mean, again, the comments are always gold. He burns out in the Ferrari. So immediately people are like, hey, dumbass, you're, you're doing burnouts in your suburban residential neighborhood so your neighbor's <laughs> kid can walk in front of your Ferrari. But then it gets even better. Then the Ferrari people chime in with like, look at the base model. He doesn't even know how to use launch control. <laughs> The doors don't even go up. Okay, so oh my god, oh yeah, so he just got absolutely dragged. Um, yeah, so that that provided a lot of fun and entertainment oh for me this week, and so this I really is, enjoyed that. This yeah. is uh, yeah. Uh, so um, I don't know. I I just I. This is what this is where we are. This is um, and there was a lot of. I mean, like I said on Friday when when we botched the show, I was ready to 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 give up and raise the white flag on my on my fear and mm -hmm. doubt and and bearish um, attitudes. But now that that little sugar high from Friday work wore off, and I had the weekend to you know study the charts. Um, I've kind of uh, I've kind of eased back on my uh, on my bullishness. Did, okay? did you say study the charts? I did. Yes. So basically, um, we're we're mimicking that successful podcast market huddle where I'm Kevin and you're Patrick. Okay. So we need we need Alina. We do. Uh, speaking of which, we should congratulate her on her wedding this weekend. Um, so I do. I, I want to be a a, yeah. a, ge a gentleman because I know we have a lot of cross listeners that listen to both of those shows. So anyone that doesn't isn't aware, the very talented producer for the market huddle. And um, formerly worked for our show briefly before she threw up her hands and said, "You idiots are hopeless." Yeah. Um, she got married yeah. this weekend, so we'd like to congratulate her. Yeah, I, I'm going to ask a question because in my house, mm -hmm. okay, for instance, yesterday I was uh, instructed in the difference between a couch and a sofa. Whoa! Or curtain or drapes. Whoa. Okay. So this is the world I live in, right? <laughs> so it's my understanding. Couch sofa. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. my understanding you're not supposed to congratulate the bride. Huh. 
I I don't know. I haven't verified Nonsense. that. But who said but who said this? Your I, women? These are your women no, are responsible. No, 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 okay. no. I just I think I heard it somewhere. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm trying to fight back a cough here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just talk about the economy a little bit because I saw a really great research piece that I would like to yeah. to mention. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I I obviously slam the researchers. I think. Mm-hmm our stupid <clears throat> Rosenberg and um, congratulate the ones. Uh, so I get this gave Cal letter mm-hmm. and then they have this spinoff called uh, gave Cal is. Okay. And uh, the guy who writes this thing, I think his first name is Didier. Okay. And yeah. I'll never get, if I pronounce that right, I'm lucky. You did. I'm, no, that's I'm, correct. Yeah. I'm, I'll never get the second name. Right. Okay. Fine. But, uh, I think they charge 150 bucks a month or something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, whether it's a lot or a little, uh, you have to determine for yourself. Uh, this is deep research, so I don't know that this is necessarily actionable stuff. Uh, for me, I throw a lot of money at research. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing as 100% of it comes out of my pocket, mm-hmm. I'm pretty particular about it. But I, I don't mind spending money on this stuff because – it's it's not even one trade, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was shocked with how good this last piece was. And uh, I guess it's okay to talk about it. I, I know you're not supposed to pass these things around for, for all those reasons. Well, I've reasons. seen his stuff referenced. I okay. think, you know, it's okay. not like you're, you're not okay. printing it or well, anything. Yeah. So, uh, and this will sound, I guess, incredibly obvious, but it seemed to be an epiphany to me. He did several different ways of analyzing uh, the relationship between gross domestic product and energy consumption. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, when he looked at these different ways of measuring it, he used a statistic that shows you how close these relations are correlated and they call that the r squared Mm -hmm. so these relationships have an r square of 0.8 or 0.9 and i think a perfect correlation would be one wow and a perfectly inverted correlation would be minus one once again old man it was it's 40 years since i took those two statistics classes, but I'm, I'm running with this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the correlation between energy usage and gross domestic product is, is dead on. Okay. Yep. Now let's set that aside for a minute and go into econ 101 supply demand, right? As the price of something goes up, the demand goes down. Okay. Uh, now I have to be sure I get this thing right because the consumption number, uh, may be a little bit sticky with price, Mm -hmm. but as the price of energy goes up, people are going to use less of it. Right. And if the price, if people use less of it, that means the GDP is going to go down. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Oil at eighty-two dollars a barrel 
that I think that's West, West Texas Intermediate, mm-hmm. which WCI. is light sweet. I know you're very precise about your crude oil. Um, trading at zero, remember? It was trading at minus 42. Sorry. I still, no. got a barrel, I still got a barrel in my closet. <laughs> yeah. By the way, reference uh, the Bitcoin ETF. Mm. <laughs> no, I know. I, that's, I, I should have mentioned that when we were talking about it earlier. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, so oil, even away from the, the production function, which you mm-hmm. just mentioned, um, you know, I mean, it's costing you more to fill up your truck. Mm-hmm. Right, which means yep, you can absolutely. spend less money on other things. Okay, interest rates are going up, so people are going to have to pay more to borrow money, mm-hmm. which means they'll have less money to spend on other stuff. The United States dollar, okay, has strengthened, right? Yeah, which makes our goods to foreigners more expensive, which means we'll sell less of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I read somewhere between 20 and 30% of U.S. households had their net worth wiped out because of the COVID. Yeah. Okay. On the other hand, there's something like $2 trillion in unspent savings sitting in the other, mm-hmm. you know, yep. 70% of the people. So, you know, you're setting up for these massive dislocations, which, um, you know, I, I see. Here's the problem. Okay, stock guys are always bullish, and bond guys are always bearish. Okay, I just can't. I just can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic because. Uh, I, I don't know. That was not a, just for our listeners. That was not a technical glitch. Okay, <laughs> you, you're, you're hearing correctly. Your phone or your your platform didn't pause. No, I, we're, we're going to come up with some optimism. Uh, I, I, okay, we're just going to need 45 more seconds. Morris uh, is having a connection issue. <laughs> I'm looking for the bright side. Um, you know, Dude, the bright side is is all that money is that American households. So, like, again, the American. Like, like Joe America, all right? Like, I don't want to use Joey Westchester, who's been working at home and making a buck 75 a year and has been stacking his money, hasn't gone anywhere, hasn't spent it on anything, and he is doing great, all right? So Joey Westchester is doing fabulous. If I go see Johnny Toledo, Ohio, who is on the picket line of the UAW factory and is working at John Deere, and he's on strike worried about making... I don't know, 30 bucks an hour. And, and he's worried about his family's feeding his family. Where's the, the medium between that? What's the, where's the majority of people? I think there's more, I hate to say it, man. I think there's more Joey Westchester's that are doing great than Johnny Toledo, Ohio's that are struggling. Like, are there, you know, the statistic about that household savings kind of backs that up a little bit, you know, you, you have, it continues to polarize the nation, right? Yeah. There was, uh, I forget, there was this New York Times columnist when, uh, you know, I hate trying to do this thing kind of quasi-live oh, yeah. because I'm, I'm always spouting yeah. stuff off. And, but 
Hey, who ran against Nixon? Was it like on. Hubert Humphrey or something like that? Okay. So uh, one of these New York Times people says, like, how did Nixon win? I don't know anyone that voted for him. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I've, I rem- and, I've heard okay. that line. Yes, okay. yes, so, I know that. Um, once again, beating a dead horse, you got wealthy guys doing the research and wealthy gals and wealthy mm-hmm, gays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, when you're driving the bus, uh, you know, as a city employee, mm-hmm. as you're waiting in line at the food shelter, yeah. you know, do you care that some genius wrote a, a story about <clears throat> $2 trillion in excess savings? It just yep. doesn't. It just doesn't pan out. So no, I agree. Uh, and and you see what's going on. Um, uh, you know, I I don't want to say hate to say it because I don't. I, mm-hmm. I want to be fairly neutral. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't rule out Trump getting reelected. Stop. I know. I wouldn't well, I, rule it out I, either. I, 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 mean, I wouldn't rule it out either. And I know that the bookies in England have already started beating that drum. Um, but that's, you know, that's the bookies and, you know, they're going to, they're going to want to take money on that. Um, and they got it wrong last time. So I, I mean, I'm, please, I don't, I don't even want to get into that right now. We're so okay. far away, but I totally agree with you. Um, and I don't want to talk about any of the domestic strife that's going on because I can't solve it. And it's getting worse every week, Morris. That's my wall of worry is the domestic strife. Um, it has gotten so bad. It, it is like the, between the politics, um, Politics, mayors and governors, states versus states. I mean, it's it's a state of disarray right now. Yeah. And like you said a couple of weeks ago, I was hopeful that we would have a leader emerge, and we have not. Yeah, there's this uh, phrase that I've, I've beaten to death with uh, with Big Ed. <clears throat> uh-huh. It's uh, "mene mene Turkel upshrain." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom has been counted and found wanting. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Indeed, man. How about this one? Here's a, can I read you a poem? Oh yeah, please. Uh, and by, and after the poem, let's do the contest. I was just going to say. Thanks yeah. for, thanks for reminding mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Who is in charge of the clattering train? The axles creak in the coupling strain. For the pace is hot and the points are near. And sleep hath deadened the driver's ear, mm-hmm. and signals flash through the night in vain. Death is in charge of the clattering train. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think you've read that before on the show. I think. I think like week three or something. Could, it could be. I, I think so. Yeah, could, that, that yeah. still haunts me. I, no, actually, I think that was the. Uh, I have an appointment with him tonight in Samara. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. So, okay, so here's the the trivia question. All right. Sunday afternoon, I'm going to have 100 emails by sundown tonight. I bet you a dollar nobody gets this. You're on. What do Morris Sachs, a.k.a. AKA Old Chestnut, what does he have in common with the Federal Reserve Building in Washington, D.C.? You want me to repeat that? What do you have in common common. with the Federal Reserve Building, the physical structure? Uh Yeah. 
What do you have in common with the building? Come on. Where are we going with this? Yeah. Well, the, look, the, the Federal Reserve Building in D.C.? Yes. Okay. So, so just before you, you start giving me a noise, the first one, which I thought was a, a medium challenging, you had 30 emails within 24 yeah. hours, <laughs> okay. right? We were overwhelmed. So mm-hmm. we're going to take this one up a notch. All right. Um, yeah. You know, and I was thinking... I was thinking about that question with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Futures trader legend. It's funny. I mean, it's no secret I have some disdain. But I think <clears throat> I've come to think that there is some poetic justice. Every morning she has to wake up and look herself in the mirror and say, I'm the only person in the planet that would have lost to Donald Trump. Jeez. It's true. <laughs> I know. My favorite thing with her, you know that whole thing about she talked about how <clears throat> she was going somewhere, let's say Kosovo. Mm-hmm. I don't forget. And she talks about how, you know, they landed and they were coming in under enemy gunfire and they oh, had yeah. the crowds yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Around. It's yep. like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know. I know. Um this is and, and and so we have um, uh, a guy who's head of transportation mm-hmm. taking three month maternity leave, mm-hmm. and we have a failed presidential candidate that should have won, that fantasized landing, <laughs> landing in a military base, not even like right, like f- in, in in the like a hot mm-hmm. zone. It's like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and you wonder why at 61 I've developed a bad attitude. <laughs> developed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the whole TikTok thing. Stop it. We're not going to do this. No? We're not doing TikTok at 53 minutes. <laughs> you want to talk about gold real quick? <laughs> nope. Okay. No, I, I, I there don't. There you have it, folks. I, 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 you, mean, you mean Friday when they, they rip my heart out and it's <laughs> stumped just, on it? You know? <laughs> It was bothering me at seventeen ninety nine. You know, it's seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine. Just get to eighteen hundred. No, you know, just just to irk them. me. Yeah. I'll, I'll do you one better. So I was looking at this thing, and these are just I'm just throwing numbers up here. Mm-hmm. But, but zinc is up seventy five percent. Soybeans are up eighty percent. This is up. Blah, blah, blah. Industrial metals never been, never been higher. I'm thinking, silver's a fucking industrial metal. Yep. Right. Yep. What, who? What's what what's silver? Chop liver? Right. I mean, nope. Jesus. Twenty three dollars. <laughs> Twenty three dollars. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. By the way, just when I was young, mm-hmm. it it got to like fifty bucks. Imagine that. Yeah, that was like in the late seventies. Yeah, people were yeah. people were melting down their fucking uh, yeah. tea service and stuff oh, like that. Jeez. So, yeah. All right. So, well, all you futures guys, um, I hope you learned something about your Bitcoin ETF that you, you can knuckle around in. Um, but if you don't want to lose money in that, you could always follow Morris's Gold Trade, which is um, which is another one right in the crapper. <laughs> I will say, I you know what? In 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 we only I'm going to use a couple minutes to try and yeah. give a little bit of an explanation, something right? Yeah. So um, we all at this point understand that I just disdain stocks. I think so. Okay. Um, but one of the things that I think is an important thing to keep in mind, and 
and that I've, I want to beat this horse dead is there is no one size fits all answer to investing money. It's incredible. Okay. You know that phrase that Nate Fick uh, turned the map around, right? So um, here I am uh, twisting myself because, you know, I, once again, I got the part A right and then I fucked up part B. But I look at how I have done and I'm down about 6% this year, which, by the way, this is new for me. And I'm yeah. I'm running out of green to work yeah, with, yeah, as 16, they say. Yeah, you put up 16 years in a row at Greenwich, and now you're putting yeah. down. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, the the fact of the matter is, the gold and the silver have have really lost a great deal, and the reason that the number's not that bad is because I have a lot of other things going on. Right, mm -hmm. I've got mm -hmm. real estate, both both investment and personal property. And so there's a correlation between equity returns and real estate prices, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for me, it's easy to kind of be down on stocks because that's really not my thing. Right? Sure. As, as Leslie likes to say, I, I just have convinced myself I can't make money in stocks. I know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, you learn, you learn like – you think you can close that gap to, to bridge to the break and you talk yourself into doing it. You can dig deep and you can do it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you tell yourself you'll never figure out how to buy the stocks, you, you know. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the yeah. stocks I've got right are because there's been a gimmick, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was at uh, Straight Path Trade. Did I ever tell you about that one? Mm -mm. Uh, well, that's a really good one. Let's talk about that next week. Okay, okay. That's, a great, that's a great example. But, um, you know, so the point is that the, the, you have to figure out what works for you, mm -hmm. what works for your, your abilities, your long-run objectives, your strengths, your weaknesses. And, and, you know, think about things instead of like, you know, my favorite quote, which we got to make into a T-shirt, the cocktail party bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I bought this and it went up because yada, yada, yada. Well, fucking good for you. Right, right. You know, so mm -hmm. anyway, uh, it's good to see you. And uh, You in the Federal Reserve Building. That's a good one, right? That's is, a good one. Is it going to be, is anyone going to be, is it possible to get it right? Or do they have, you know? Well, <clears throat> for instance, Dave Zervos would get it. Oh, Zervos would know this. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's back in town. He's you know, so maybe he's listening. Maybe he'll listen to the show tonight. I don't um, know that. I don't know that he listens. I know that uh, now. Um, Rich Handler is a fan, and mm -hmm. uh, his wife Martha, and um, so uh, uh, there's a threat that they may come out uh, with Big Ed and Tina for like a long weekend. So. Oh wow! That would be a. Uh, that would we'll be them, epic. We'll get them all on the show. All right, I don't, I see. I don't. I don't think that we might wanted, be a. I don't think we want to do that either. Well, there's two reasons I, I don't think we should do that. One is technically you and I are incompetent. Oh, right. Look, I'm incompetent. You got one hand tied behind your back, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. literally in a closet in your apartment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is, I don't think that you and I would do well with guests, meaning no. I, I don't, 
No, it's know. you and me is, you know, doing our shtick is different than asking those guys serious questions. Yeah. Um, and yeah. 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 And you know, no, I, I agree. I, I've got that ability to go sideways. <laughs> All right. Well, tonight, uh, second show of uh, San Francisco. I, yeah, I saw that. Um, I will not be staying up late. Um, I, I, I appreciate your dedication. Um, and I, and I encourage you to report back very early, maybe four thirty in the morning. Oh, geez. That's going to be what time on the East coast. So I'm going to get, yeah, seven thirty. So you'll, your emails will be delayed this week. Um, what happens in the market this week, buddy? I, I, Any yeah. idea? No, I I actually am going to try and take a week off. I'm awesome. Tired of, it's just it's just upsetting. It's Fantastic! Just, it's just I think that's upsetting. great. Yeah. Good. What are you going to yeah. do? You just gonna you, you got some stuff planned? Uh, I'm going to do a couple bike rides. Great. And uh, I'm going to eat a lot. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, I think this week uh, we're gonna. I'm going to start honing back in onto the, the Margulises. I've taken okay. a little bit of a hiatus from those. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and actually mount a tubeless mountain bike tire on my wheels. No, you're not. Look what I did to my fucking finger. I was finger. just going to say, Do you're you going to rip your fingernails off? No, just... Bike show? You, good luck, pal. I saw a YouTube video. There's a 12-year-old kid. He does it. It's like did you, did you put soap on the bead? You got a soap. Yet. I'm going to. I'm going to. I did everything dude, wrong. Dude, dude, yeah. I have sat in the woods with bloody fingernails like to get to to get the the bead of the tire seated right. yeah. and I and I've sat in like borderline I said I'm not going to do this. I'm going to have to walk 12 miles out of the woods cuz I couldn't get it on. You know, right. until you until, it's like you you with trading stocks until you get it in your mind. I'm going to get this thing on and you really can't commit to those fingernails popping it over. Oh. Cause I, I sat there for a half hour, uh, on Bike Friday shop, trying to, I got the tire on, but, yeah, the, that's but, it's, fine. but it's like not yes, symmetrical. Not it. I know. I know. I'm going right. to try. I pay somebody. I, There's experts. I, after finger painting, I'm going to sit right down <laughs> I love you, buddy. You have a great week, all right? I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Cheers.